Guys, we have some news. Some exciting news for your Friday. Due to the extremely high demand and sellout in 56 seconds of our 5th of December live show, Christmas party, we have managed to secure a second date for the 6th of December, the following night, the Wednesday. I hope that makes you all happy, actually. I bloody hope it does as well because we'll get some we, were customers. we were stressed. We had a <laughs> lot of messages, a lot of disappointed piggies. And yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do the next night. And it's all for you. And it's all for you. We are aware there is a wait list for people that couldn't get the 5th of December. So we're now just trying to work out the logistics um, of how it can be you guys obviously get first come first serve um so leave that with us the tickets will go live tonight at 6 p.m um and then we'll share all the details on our story before that on the waitlist situation so everyone knows to get that finger ready yes and don't you dare ask for a third night because we don't have it in our locker or do we <laughs> <laughs> well enjoy the rest of the episode bye bye Happy Friday, party people. Happy Friday! Hope you enjoyed Tuesday's episode and are ready for another all about booby woobies. Titty titties. Oh yeah, the titties. <laughs> On today's episode, we have a lovely guest. Her name is Jane Lasley. Fun story, actually. I met Jane. She was one of the first people I ever met in Scotland. Oh, that's cute. I Richard, mean, down memory lane, eh? Yep. Richard used to play um, for Motherwell. And I came up and he said, we're going to this party. I was like, oh. But Jane, um, used, well, is, sorry, married to Keith Lasley, who was the captain of Motherwell at the time. Right. Makes sense. And every summer they used to um, host like a party because that's what kind of the captain and his wife does. And everybody in the team and the girlfriends and the wives would go. So could you imagine me? I got up there, I was like, oh my God, I don't know anyone. My boyfriend just moved to Scotland, but she was the most loveliest lady. So welcoming. And I actually had a really nice time. And we stayed in touch since. We love her so much. And we had a lot in common because I came up to do fashion, uh, account management, buying, whatever. And as did Jane. So Jane is 44. She is a mother of two and she lives in Langbank. Where's that? Is that how you say it? Renfrewshire. 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 Reference-shire. Reference-shire. <laughs> and Jane has worked as a fashion buyer for over 20 years and she had the idea for her business fairly curved while studying fashion at uni as she could never get clothes to fit her boobs. She's a big booby girl. And her maiden name was Fairly as well. So she designed a collection in her final year for Fuller Bust Girls and called it Fairly Curved. But she was offered a job as a buying assistant the same week she, gra- she graduated and took the idea forward in something that she regretted for 20 years. Anyway, fast forward to the pandemic. She was clearing out the garage and found all of her old uni designs and she couldn't sleep thinking about all the regret. And after lots of research, she realised there were very few styling pages for Fuller Busted Girls. So the next day, she started Fairly Curved on Instagram, giving fuller bust bra recommendations and outfit ideas. The reaction she got was amazing. And in the same week, she lost her job during COVID, which is really shite. And I know that's happened to a lot of people. It sounds like it was meant to be, though. Yep. And girls started asking if she had a shop they could buy the outfits from uh, that she was styling. So with no job, she just took the leap and started the brand with just £500. 
And Felicurd has now been trading for almost three years online and offers stylish, affordable, ageless, fuller bus clothing. She ships worldwide with over 10% of the sales being international. She also won Small Business Startup of the Year last year and has been listed as one of the top 100 female entrepreneurs to watch by Telegraph and NatWest. Wow. Sars, boss bitch. And her main focus is making fuller busts, mid-sized women of all ages who have felt completely forgotten about on the high street feel amazing. Tag me next time, Jin. Yeah. She's also going to talk us through bra fitting and clothes to fit your shape because Jane has just been approved to fit... Um, some amazing bras. Something that me and Zoe are really bad with. We do everything in our power to make our boobs look smaller and appear smaller, which can't be good for our backs and our boobs. No, it can. And honestly, I just chose a size and decided that I was never going to wear any bigger than that. Yep. And I know. I, I, and I'm absolutely bigger than that. So I definitely need some assistance in that department. And I also want to ask her, like, she recommends, what's what she's been known for, recommending good places to shop for bras. So I do know she's now fitting a particular brand but it'd be good for, to ask her like where's good to go for bras I know because I just street. think you hear such a contrast between like see if you got fitted in Marks and Spencer say right in my head that's probably more your actual size because they're like for women yeah whereas like Bow Avenue like you're going to make me 10 times bigger because your bras are like wee cute bras yeah do you used to have La Senza? yes by the, the whole lace pants started with La Senza. Yeah, that really is bringing, it's ringing bells. That. Ringing bells. Um, but she also wants to talk a little bit about not giving up on your dreams. And it took her until her 40s to start her dream job. Um, but all the things she learned in the jobs that she hated when she was younger have helped her make her dream come true and her company a success and she also wants to talk a little bit about how it is running a business as a mum of two and how mm. she's built a business that only has female employees so far her head office has flexible working hours as well which is centered around the school hours so all the girls in her office can do school drop-offs um yeah and they can have a really nice work-life balance with their families which i think is really important i feel like she's kind of stated the difference between like starting a business young and starting a business when you are a bit older because she's like seen the struggles of like having kids whilst working for others yes and she's made sure that she gives her staff the opposite of that and that's probably why it's good really nice. starting it at a later age because yeah. you've got all this life experience absolutely well i, I feel inspired i can't wait to meet her Jane. she's honestly incredible love her so much she's a great great person do you know what else i love about her as well she is such um like she's obviously watched my journey living here when from knowing no one to Obviously, having just just food and whatever. Everyone that walks the streets of Glasgow, <laughs> and she's so like, oh, what's the word? Just like supportive, like supportive, bigs me up. Yeah, she always wants to help wherever she can like, in loves anything. To see people do good. Yeah, she is you a real that. girls' girl and a great mum as well. Actually, I'm pretty certain her daughter is obsessed with Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we yes. all? So we have the lovely Jane here with us. Hello, Jane. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, girls. How are you? We're fabulous. Yeah. We are fabulous. Um, so are you a pod listener? I am. I listen to you while I'm so no more orders in the office. Love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Although my mum comes in and packs the orders with me on a, a Monday and a Friday and I can't listen when my mum's Oh, in no, no, no. like, what are you listening to? Oh, no. All that swearing. Oh, we did say that. Do. I need to put, get a swear jar. and <laughs> Quite inappropriate. Just... Less of the sex toy chat, you know? And but Jane did actually call me... She said that was funny. She says that you are a fellow Virgo, which G rolled his eyes to. 
And she says, you just have a lot in common, eh? Well, I just think that's a great compliment. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been? Tell us how's life. Life is What's great. What's been going on? I mean, life's very good. Uh-huh. Very good. It's been a bit of a roller coaster the last couple of years, but it's good. Really good at the moment. Because I was saying, actually, I met you when we moved up here, obviously, because of Keith and Richard. But also when you worked at, what was it, Premier Homes as an yes. account manager? Uh-huh. Passion buyer? Uh, account, national sales account. Yeah. Manager. yeah. And then, I know I loved meeting you when you came to that barbecue, because I remember... <laughs> You said to me, yeah, I'm just up visiting, I'm not, I mean, I'm not moving up here, I'm not going to move up just because he's working here. And I was like, oh my God, that was me. Because obviously when Keith was playing, when he was a lot younger, he moved down to Plymouth Argyle and I refused to go. We, we, had, we owned our own house, we lived together and I refused to go um, with him until I had a job. And my mum, who's the most independent woman I know, said to me, I can't believe you're doing this, I can't believe you're not going, you own a house together and you're not going to move with him. And I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not going until I've got a job. And I was on a three-month notice period. I used to buy for International. And I worked my notice. And then I got a job buying for New Look. And I moved down. And on the map, it looked really close together. Mm-hmm. Plymouth and Weymouth. Oh. It's miles away. <laughs> it's like two and a half hours away. And we were, I thought, I'll move down. We'll live in the middle and we'll both commute. And then when we get down, I did so much Far East travel. He, their closest away game was like two and a half hours away. So they travelled every Friday. And it just didn't work out. So I ended up moving down. I lived in Weymouth and he lived in Plymouth. And right. all the wags that were down there were like, why would you move from <laughs> Scotland and still live two and a half hours away? And I'm like, why would I move down and just follow him? So yeah. when you said that in my barbecue, I was like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> I love you. And then give and it a six months woman. and I did move did. up. But I didn't move up until I got a job. You so, did. Yeah. yeah, but it was the best decision of your whole entire life. Oh so no, it absolutely was. Loved it. <laughs> So out of all of the couples, I hope nobody minds me saying this, actually. No, you say whatever of, you want, it's a safe space here. <laughs> out of all of the couples um, that we met and we made some brilliant friends when we lived down south, mm. we're the only couple that's still together. Really? That's wild, isn't it? We're all divorced. So I, I think there's a lot to be said about being independent and having your own thing. Own, own life. Oh, without a doubt. I do think the distance at the beginning of our relationship helped, made us... Yeah. It's stronger, definitely. Yeah. We've always had a lot of distance, Keith and I. I wonder if that's why we're still, we still <laughs> like each other. Because we first started going out with each other just before I went to uni. And I was like, I'm going to uni in three months. This is never going to be serious. Mm-hmm. And then moved away down to the borders, lived down there for four years. Did and you? Then, yeah. And then what's, uh, what's Keith do now? He is the chief operating officer of St Mirren. So oh, he is. Suit. Of course he's he is. Now. So he's done a master's in sport and directorship. Um, and yeah. So he's wow. the other side of football and he loves it. So tell us briefly, I know we've spoke about this just before you came onto the podcast, but the transition of working for 20 years as a fashion buyer and then going into your own business, something that you wanted to do for so long, it was a uni project. Really interested to know yes, how that so happened. I've always, I've always struggled to get clothes to fit. I'm a 30 double H brass size. Double H? Yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Whoa! You would, which you wouldn't know, would you? Looking no, at me, that no, I'm I wouldn't. Double H. Because you're, like a, good you're a tiny like, little thing. <laughs> you're you a are. tiny little person. <laughs> big, huge boobs. <laughs> um, a man's so dream. I always really struggled to get clothes to fit. Oh, love. Always love fashion. Always love clothes. When I was younger and we were, I was going out all the time, I really struggled to get good outfits for nights out because I used to always have to wear like ugly bras. And back then, the bras are not like they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, always really struggled. And then. Decided I wanted to study fashion at uni. And during my final year, you could either do a dissertation or you could do a collection. My maiden name was Fairly. So I decided that I was going to do a collection for Fuller Bus Girls that would actually fit me. And I called Keith Claims that this is his idea. I don't actually think it was. But we claimed the collection, I named the collection Fairly Curved. 
and got a brilliant reaction. I was always quite at fashion uni. There's lots of really extra people out yeah, there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And I was quite um, commercial and quite quiet. I worked, I used to come home every weekend. I worked in Ted Baker on the Saturdays in Glasgow, so I used to come home every weekend, um, kept myself to myself. But in my, during that exhibition, when we did the final collection, I got a brilliant reaction to it. But I also got offered a job as a fashion buyer the same week that I graduated and I never took it forward. And I regretted it for 20 years. I always thought, what if? And I looked at Bravismo was then really becoming bigger and bigger and bigger mm -hmm. with the bras. And then they added clothing and I thought, right, that's it. I've missed a chance. It's never going to happen now. And then during the pandemic, when we were all in lockdown, we're clearing out the garage and I found a box with all my old university designs. I was like, why did I not do anything with that? So by then I was 40, had two kids. And I just thought, couldn't sleep that night for thinking about it, just the regret of not doing anything with it. Sat up all night, did loads of research, decided I was too old, too busy, didn't have the money to start a brand. Um, but I thought maybe I could do something else. So did loads of research, realised there was no styling pages for fuller bust girls. You can get petite, you can get plus size, you can get tall, mid-size, but there isn't really anything for like small band, big cup size, mm -hmm. which is really difficult to get clothes to fit you. Um, so next day I just set up at Fairly Curved, so it's Fairly with an IE, which is yep. my maiden name, and within like a week I had a thousand followers and it just grew and grew and grew, and then I lost my job during the pandemic, Yeah, I remember and the that. same week um, that that happened, some of my followers started to message me and say, have you got a shop, can we buy your clothes, and I was like, do you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do awesome. it, so I just put a poll out and said, what are the major problem items that you can't get for a fuller bust expecting people to say like dresses or tops or shirts anything that was buttoned and loads of people just said I just want a perfect fitting t-shirt I just mm -hmm. want a t-shirt that fits my chest and fits my waist so I got the old sewing machines out from the loft did you used my skills as because I'd worked as a buyer so I had loads of good contacts in the industry sourced a really good organic cotton stretch t-shirt which was generous across the chest but quite boxy in the shape and just worked for nights upon nights upon nights. Keith used to bring me up a glass of rosy wine every day. <laughs> um, working on a pattern to try and get the perfect t-shirt. And that was how it started. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you know what I'm so impressed by? That what you did at uni was a good enough idea to then still want to do it 20 years later. Yeah. But do you know what, Zoe? I would never have done it well. I wouldn't have done it well. Yeah. And I would have... I didn't. So working as a buyer for 20 years, I had the experience of your profitability and your margins, yeah. it would never have been profitable. And this, my business has been profitable since day one. I've mm -hmm. been able yeah. to pay myself, you know, at the start, a very small salary. Lots of people will say businesses take two years before they make any profit. From the experience I had working as a buyer, yeah. it's been successful from the beginning. Well, you knew, like, what to do and what not to do, really. Yeah. From and all the contacts mm -hmm. that you've met along the way. have that's been key. amazing. So that's what I would say probably has been the two strengths to the business. Is because I started the styling page, I had a community of engaged, they weren't customers yet, but potential customers. Yeah. And because I had never, I never really planned to ever launch the brand. I thought I was too old and, you know, didn't have the money to do it. So they trusted me because I was never really selling anything. I was yeah. just giving out for ideas. And I never did it on a affiliated link or I, I was just doing honest reviews. I, yeah. never took, yeah. I never made any commissions or anything like that from it. So they, they did trust me. So I had a really strong community of followers and then I had a really strong community of suppliers. So we've just launched a curve-friendly jean um, and I've done that with a supplier. I mean, it's, a, it's a weird, weird story. So basically, 
when I was a buyer, I worked for a really small company just after my maternity leave, after I had my son. There were a menswear, supply, a menswear um, shop. They asked me to add on. They contacted me and said, I'm still on maternity leave. They contacted me and said, we do two days a week just launching our women's wear, which I did. One of their long-term suppliers came in who was like a menswear supplier, um, and he kind of pitched this range to me, and it was horrendous. And I was like, look, it's not going to work. It's not, it's not my bag. I don't think this is going to happen. And he was like, no, 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 it will, it will, it will. It's selling for me. He was a good friend of the owner. So I said, look, I'll do a small trial, and we'll review it from there. It was a disaster like I thought it would be. So I phoned him and said, look, this hasn't worked. Um, I'm going to send you an email explaining why I think it hasn't worked. And I basically said, gave him, you know, this is the price points that are working for us. This is the styles that are working for us. This is the shapes, this is the washes, blah, blah, blah. This is what I think you need to do. And I never really thought anything of it. He took it on the chin and he was like, appreciate your feedback. And I never saw the guy again until 10 years later when I was starting Fairly Curved. <laughs> and people had started to say to me, some of my customers had started to say, Jane, you're solving the fuller bust clothing issue, but I've got a curvy bum and hips and if I find jeans to fit they're too big at the waist and I've got a big gap at the back could you do something for jeans and I was in Manchester totally by chance stumbled upon this denim showroom went in asked the guy what's the rise measurement on this jean front and back what's this wash what's that and he was like who are you why are you asking <laughs> how do you know me? these questions oh, why are you asking all these questions um, he said do I usually just get boutique owners that come in and just buy a pack where have you came from I think he thought I was maybe a competitor or something and I said oh, I was a buyer for 20 years I've just set up my own brand I'm looking for a really good curve friendly jean and he was like what's your name and I said and he went I know you and he went away and got his laptop and he pulled out that email <gasps> so he was the buyer <laughs> from 10 years ago and he was like I've kept this email and I read it every now and again he said you've changed my business so he's not a men's, he's not a men's wear supplier anymore he's a few he's like a women's wear denim women's wear wow. supplier so he was like I, f I followed all of your advice and He's like, I can't believe you've just walked in here. I cannot. What is it that you want to do? And I said, well, I want to I want to do a curve-friendly jean, but I'm such a small startup. I know I can't go to a factory. There's no way I'm going to be able to meet the minimums. Meet the minimums, yeah. I just can't do it. And he's like, I'll do it for you. So he, yeah, So he's just, it took us a year to get the fit right. He's just developed a curve-friendly jean. He holds all the stock for me. I call it off as and when I need it. It's like it was meant to be. Meant to be. So, but I think That's it's amazing. just how you treat people. So yeah. throughout... So back to your point, Zoe, about it's amazing that I had that idea. Uh -huh. I would never have been able to execute it the way I have no. now. I would mm -hmm. never have had the support. And a lot of my suppliers are like that, that I've worked with over the years that have really, truly supported me. Um, they give me terms when really you wouldn't get terms initially. And it's just because of how I've treated people along my career yeah. as, a, you know, as a buyer. They really do go above and beyond for me. And I, it's thanks to them and my followers, my customers that I've got, the community that I've built, mm -hmm. that I'm able to have built it as quickly as I have. Yeah. And obviously you're branching out into other things, but in terms of boobs, yes. what <laughs> can you tell us like why it is so important to like wear even clothes that fit you well in that department or like bras? Because you can now... You're now qualified to measure, aren't you? Yeah, I am. So, <laughs> I'll tell you another wag, a funny wag story. Okay. Amanda doesn't mind me telling you this. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> she'll, she'll know what this is coming because she messages me all the time saying, Jane, you changed my life that day. You changed my life. So when Keith first started playing football, I'd never, like you, I never wanted to be a wag. Yeah. And he was an electrician. <laughs> he was an electrician when we first started. Going out, fancied Keith all through school. He wasn't interested in me. He was interested in his best mate and his football. That was it. Um, we <laughs> left school, became an electrician, and then we met up just before I went to uni. And then 
he signed for Motherwell. And I was like, no, 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 no. This was not the plan. I want the worky boots and the overalls. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't want to be you want the a dark. footballer. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so the, one of the first nights out we went on, I was dreading it because I was like, I don't want to be hanging about with wags. This is not my, I don't want to do this. Anyway, we went out. <laughs> I had quite a few drinks. And one of Keith's best friends now, Steve, and his wife, Amanda, was out with us. And as I was getting a little bit more tipsy, more tipsy, more tipsy, I was like, Amanda, you've got the wrong bra size on, love. You <laughs> no, need, you never. You need to fix that. And she was like, what? I said, you're in the wrong bra size. She was like, I'm a 36C, which is the most common answer. Yeah, I used to always wear a 36C, Everyone by the way. A 36C. <laughs> so she said, I'm a 36C. And I was like, you're never a 36C. So I was like, one in the toilet. So I took the time, I was like, 30G. So I was like, bra whipped off, get that on in the cubicle. And she came out, and I'm not joking, she looked like she was two sizes smaller, dress sizes really? smaller than what she was. Because her boobs, the 36 is not supporting anything, so the, her boobs were lower than what they should have been. And as soon as you put the 30 band That's on, 80% comes from your band support. So as soon as she had that 30 band on, it just supported the boobs. And then the cup actually fitted her, so she wasn't spilling out. So that made her boobs look smaller. It honestly changed her complete shape. So that's one of the reasons why your bra is so important to be the correct size because it's supporting you and it's lifting you and it's giving you... A well-fitting bra can make you look smaller, 100%. Your confidence. Um, And also it is just about confidence. I mean, I feel if I've got... I've had a few messages... We've launched bras this week and the sales have been incredible and I've had a few messages from customers saying, will you not do a a non-wired bra? And I get it for comfort, but it's not doing anything for your shape. It's not giving you lift and support. Um, so I would... I, I'm one of them I think you're, you're the same aren't you like we are a sucker for a non-wired bra I'm wearing a wired now and I do feel the most supported in it to be fair because this was when I had fitted from Bravissimo I think um, but a non-wired bra I wear them because I want to feel like they're fl- smaller I try and flatten them and but I agree it doesn't do anything for my shape I would honestly get up every morning and hire someone to wrap me the <laughs> way they used to wrap people to wear like corsets <laughs> just to flatten like them. 50 years ago <laughs> To flatten our ribs, like I would do that. Yeah. And do you know what I will say as well, Jane? Like when I was a teenager, my mum used to I used to wear boob tubes all the time. And I now don't have perky boobs at all. I never support them as young. I then developed really bad stretch marks on my boobs as I was a kid, like purple, like someone had actually attacked me. And I'm I was only like 14, I hit puberty quite severely actually were very young and I was like whoa where the fuck have they come from and um no it was they were massive and my mum was like well you don't wear the right bras but I was constantly embarrassed by these big boobs I'd make them smaller but then it was stretching my skin as they were trying to grow and I mean they're, they're all right now over the years of making them a little bit better but they're not they're no way near I should have looked after them better as a as a teenager yeah and they probably would be quite decent now. Yeah. So my daughter's um, 15 and she's like, I just want a big bum, mama. We don't get your boobs. She just wants a big ass. So she's really small chested, actually. She'll hate me saying that. But she, she's desperate to be a wee handful and she's not. Yeah. She's really flat. Um, and after, and, <laughs> and I, I keep saying, just, you know, Embrace they're coming. Them. They're coming. Because yeah. um, all, all the women in my family are really uh, full or bust. So... The fitting that I had when I went through the fitting with um, Fantasy a couple of weeks ago, they were saying that basically if you don't support them, the there's no muscles in your boobs, but the ligaments, or is it the ligaments, would that be right? I don't know if that would be right. Um, but they stretch anyway, so if they're not supported, they're losing shape and they're never going to regret, regain um, mm-hmm. yeah, for the, the fullness. And yeah. fullness and, 
So I always used, a, when I was young, I always used a really good bust cream by Clarins. I don't know if they do it anymore. Um, but I just thought when I was younger, I needed And does that just like help firm the skin around? Yeah, yeah. so just... Interesting. Uh -huh. yeah. it's, it's, my biggest regret as a, as a teenager definitely was not wearing supportive bras because they just grew out of control at such a young age. And then I was just like, get them away. That's horrible. I mean, 80% of women wear the wrong bra size. So yeah. 8 out of 10 women have got the wrong bra size. And the average bra size from the, from the last 11 years has grown from a 34B to a 36 double D. I mean, that's insane in the last 11 years. That's not a mm -hmm. long period of time. So boobs are definitely getting bigger. But if you think of eight out of 10 women are wearing the wrong bra size, most commonly it's a band which is too big. Yeah. And a cup size which is too small. small. Right. So they're not supported. So they're not, I mean... You girls were shocked that I'm a 30 double H. I don't look a 30 double H because, well, there's a few things. So for my asylum page, I've got, so I've, I wear like a um, jumper or a, so today I've got like a cable knit jumper. It's got a half zip on. So that zip is raising the attention up above my chest. That little bit of lace is raising the attention up above my chest. My cable knit is working like a camouflage. It's disguising the size of my chest. Yeah. But also I've got a really well-fitting bra on, which is making my boobs look smaller. We're missing so, uh, a trick here, Zoe. Yeah. So basically, that's fairly curved. That's So I do outfit of the day every day on my stories, and I'll just say, you know, this is what I'm wearing to, to disguise. And sometimes, not so much now, but at the start, I used to get a the odd comment, why do you want to disguise your chest? Why don't you just love them? And I do love my boobs. I haven't changed them now. I didn't like them when I was younger. Yeah. But I do. they make me me, and I do, I do no, love definitely. them. And they are, it is difficult being a double H. Don't get me wrong, it's very difficult. Um, but I've managed to live with them, and actually they've... I've helped me grow my really make, make a business. business. Yeah, <laughs> we were actually Thank saying this yesterday. Um, we were talking to a girl that we know that's had two boob reductions because she had massive boobs, and we, I said to Zoe, like, I, I think she's got gorgeous boobs, but um, she was always hiding them. I'm a little bit more freeing. Uh, it's definitely come with age. I'm, I don't mind flashing a bit of tit here and there, but what I will say is, the clothes that are designed in the stores are designed for women with no boobs or. You, wear, you shouldn't wear a bra. And me and Zoe love that sort of fashion, but we can't wear it. And that's where yeah. I think we probably feel a little bit left out sometimes. We're going to Zara, I'm like, oh, that's such a gorgeous top, but it's backless. Yeah. We couldn't do it. Yeah. My nipples would literally tickle my knees. Like, yeah. it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I just think that in those cases, that's where we just get a bit disheartened, don't I we? Just, I just feel like... I didn't catch that. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, that. sorry. Sorry, Siri. Sorry. <laughs> I just feel like because... Like, um, I suppose I'm still quite young in a way, right? But mine are quite, like, plump. They're gorgeous. Yeah. And I know that's a good thing, but to me that's then bigger. <laughs> so what I would say Do you know what is, I mean? I mean, I'm 44 now, and see if I could go back to my 20, 30-year-old boobs. Oh, my God, they'd be out every day. They really? Would be out and I hated them then. But your boobs are never going to be as good today as they are today because tomorrow they're going to be older and saggier. They are. So love them. Get yeah, the jokers out, Zoe. Absolutely love them. <laughs> and the other thing I would say is so interesting about fitting. So this is something that I'll say on my page all the time. And I have got a real, a really a strong mindset on this now. So when I was a buyer, every company that we worked for, we would have a fit model that would come in every week and we would fit all of our samples from the factory on her. She's like a size 10. 12, normally a standard. Some, mm. well, one company was a 10, but one was a standard size 12, whatever the standard size 12 is. But that company had decided that measuring this woman and she would work across all departments that she was our perfect size 12 fit model. 
And the samples would come in from the factory, the QC, the kit, the garment technician would measure all the garments and then before we started the fit session she would measure the model get the measuring tape out measure her chest her hips her waist her bum and she would say things like now girls we're going to need to be really careful today because model has put on a couple of centimeters here or an inch there or this and she would say well I've got my period or I've just came back yeah. from holiday or and I remember saying but our customers will have put on yeah they'll fluctuate as well uh-huh. yeah so why are we being so strict with I don't want to say her name, but this poor girl, um, because she's put on half a, a centimetre, or this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, you know, it has to be flexible because our customers are flexible. No, 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 it needs to be, this is what we're measuring to, this is what we're fitting to. So I think about that all the time. And when I try things on in shops, particularly Zara, because I've known to be stuck in a few things in the changing rooms, and Zara, yes. dress, I'm like, can't get out. I'm going to have to phone somebody to cut me out of dress. I think this has been fitted on somebody that is nowhere near my shape, that is the perfect, whatever they deem the perfect size 10, 12 model. Especially them Spanish models. Especially those gorgeous (laughs) Spanish models. It's not been fitted for someone. Mm -hmm. There's been no fluctuation been taken into account in terms of having your period or putting on a bit. Yeah. So I've really, and actually the bras, I've I've got a really strong mindset with that now where I blame the clothes whenever I try things on and they don't fit me. It's not my body's fault. Yeah. I strongly believe that. It's probably wrong, but I strongly have convinced myself now that it's not my fault. Somebody has fitted this incorrectly at the point of fit. That's what I tell myself. So even the bras that that I've just launched, so the bras that we've launched on the website are the only bras that I will wear that I feel comfortable and supportive in. I will not put an uncomfortable garment on the range, especially not a bra. Um, And if your bra fits you properly, it shouldn't be uncomfortable. Yeah. So if properly fitted, it should it should be comfortable to wear. Um, and when I put this one on that I've got on today, and it's just fantasy. The brand this is a fantasy brand. Yes, this is a fusion brand I've got on today. And when I first put it on, I was like, "Oh, they've changed this. This is a bit tight. It's not. It's not that I've put on weight. It would never be that. It's the brand." <laughs> <laughs> so I've just con- I just con- convinced myself that through the years of working as a buyer and seeing how garments are fitted, knowing that they're only fitted on one person. Mm-hmm. Um, just gives me a completely different mindset in terms of how I how I fit in fairly curved. So we fit on three people. We fit all our garments on myself, who's about a 10 to 12. I would be a 10 if I didn't have my double H's. So I'm probably about a UK um, high street size 12. My mum's a 14 to 16. She's a double G H cup. And uh, Linda, who works in the office with me, does madmen, is a size 20, 22, sometimes 24. And I fit on all three of us. So that I make sure that the garments that we add to the range will work across all size ranges. Amazing. And not just being fitted on a skinny size to a yes. beautiful Spanish model. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of buying from you guys, and can is it just online only or is it still? So it's online, yes. Yeah. So um, it, it is all online. Ten percent of our sales are international, so we sell we send orders all over the world, which is incredible. Um, but we have been asked lately for more and more customers to come in and try things on especially if you're full or bust trying clothes on is a trauma it yeah is, you know like you said yeah. earlier you just you pick things up and you think mm, that's just not going to work for me because it's backless or whatever um so I get more and more customers asking if they can try things on so I don't want to work in a shop anymore I don't want to work at shop hours but I have accepted that do, people do want to try things like on. a showroom or so something so we do we do work um we work kind of school hours in the office so we do 10 till 3, 10 till 4. So we allow people to come in just by appointment only. We've just changed our stockroom into a big showroom. Where's your showroom? It's in Port Glasgow, Inverclyde. 
Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so it's in the industrial state where Playtex used to be. So Playtex used to make all of their bras mm-hmm. in Port Glasgow. You might know that more than me, I'm not sure. Yeah, North Face, it's in the same industrial oh, state. Yeah. They used to have right. um, manufacturing there. So it used to be a really buoyant um, industrial estate in Port Glasgow. There's not much there anymore. So it's quite sad that there's very, very little manufacturing in the UK anymore. So we're there. Um, so we open, we'll open one Thursday late night a month and we'll open one Saturday a month. And then if we're in the office Monday to Friday, 11 till 3, customers yeah. can just drop me an email and come in by appointment. So can get our followers to follow you and yeah, book an appointment. Come in and yes. see you. And I'll there's lots, one. I've got lots of girls that aren't fuller bust. Um, yeah, of course. I was going to say that. Yeah, we call them my fairly flats. <laughs> um, and they sometimes just follow for the outfit ideas. Because a lot of the things that, like the distraction techniques and things that I'll give in terms of outfits can work for everyone. Everyone, yeah. yeah. And they can work for flat chested girls too. Because yeah. if you want to raise attention away from your chest, um, you can use the same. So, yeah. That's really interesting. We bought some bras here today to fit. I did. We are struggling for a little bit of time here, but I'm sure we can maybe fit on you. No! Well, what we could do is talk about the main fit points in terms of how a bra should Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And then if you want, we can try some bras on and see if they give you a better fit from the ones that you're wearing just now, if you like. Gee, you'll need to close your eyes. (laughs) I could fit you too, Gee. So... Number one, your band. So your band should be loosened on your, sorry, fastened on your loosest hooks. Yep. You should only be able to pull it away from your body by an inch and no more. <gasps> so if you can pull your band right away. I've got a good bra on today. I made sure I put my bra well on. Well done, well done. Um, so yeah, an inch, no more. You should swoop and scoop when you've got your bra on. What's that mean? So like get your hand right into your bra. Do you stop looking? <laughs> Yeah. Pull all your breast tissue forward and make sure and up and make sure it's fully encased in your cup. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, good. And if you've got a bit of overspill, then you're probably a cup size too small. So your boob should be fully in your fabric. Yeah. And then you want to adjust your straps so that they're fitting well along. What bra are you wearing today, Miss? I'm wearing our favourite bra. Oh, Fenty favourite. Yeah, which Fenty. I know it's really bad. I know, but it's really sexy underneath, <laughs> it's like a nice outfit. No, yeah. do you know why I love it? That makes your boobs feel smaller. Because it's a balcony one, isn't it? It does make. That's kind of lacy, but it just it's just. It's a really the good bra. That makes you feel. A bit. I actually it like this like... bra. I'll show you this one. Yeah, this is a bra. bra bravissimo one. Let me yeah. see that. That's good. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> and then the last thing is your straps so make sure that your straps are fitted tight enough on your shoulder that you can just get two fingers underneath so that should be nice not digging in but just nice and supportive yeah but 80% is going to come from that band so your band size needs to be correct I do think when I when they fit it because I had this properly fitted about maybe nearly a year ago to be fair but from the bras I was wearing before, I used to always wear strap plus ones from Marks and Spencers, which M&S is good, but again, I would wear a 36C, anything, and on the tightest band to make them feel flat, but then in clothes, you'd see the overspill mm-hmm. underneath the t-shirt. And then I had this one with a strap, which I thought, oh, I hate strap ones, but it was a bit lacy, un- uh, wired, and smaller around the back, because you said I'm absolutely not a 36. No. Um, I think this might be a 34, I'm not sure. But it fits, it fits me far better underneath things like t-shirts and things yeah. i feel more supported and yeah. better yeah. but i'm still not happy with my bra collection no way yeah, have a look i brought my com- the comfiest bras so the smooth and seamless um balcony bra yeah. from fantasy which we now stock is 
a bra I wear every single day. So really? comfortable. And the fusions, it only goes up to G cup though. And the fusion bra is brilliant for a double H. And then there's another bra called the Matilda, which is owned by Alome, which is same of the part of the same brand. And that's for fuller bust, fuller figure. So that starts at a 32 band and goes right up to about a, 30, a 48, 46. Yeah. 48. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's just about getting a bra that works for you. Everybody's a different shape as well, but if you yeah. get a comfortable bra that works for your yeah. shape, it will make your outfits look oh, better. Oh, amazing. And as a rule of thumb, you know, so you're saying you're a 30, you thought you were a 36. So as a rule of thumb, you would take 20 away from that band size to give you your dress size. So if you were to walk into me and say, can you fit me for a bra? I've got no idea what size I'm wearing. I would say, well, what dress size have you got on? I'll say I was a, if I said I was a 16, then I'll, then it would be like then 36. Like, right, well, let's start at 36. Right. Oh, well, so if you well, were not a 16. Say, no, so you're t- what, are you a 10? 8? 10, 12. 12. So you would 10 to 12. 10, so I would say, like, let's try a 32 yeah. on you. Interesting. That is actually quite interesting, that answer. Yeah. Well, thank, well, thank, you, thank you so much for much. coming on. That was well, so informative and amazing. Talk about boobs all day. I know. I wish we had longer, but that was amazing. <laughs> thank you so much, Jane. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, we better go get our boobies checked, fitted, and the rest of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, can find it. Look up from his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.